Hi there, this is John Farola. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Sea Tribe, on this broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community. It's been a lovely ride with you guys, and I'm really grateful for you. As God's word goes out from my mouth, I ask, Lord God of heaven, let it be life unto the life of everyone listening to me in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let the finger of God be seen in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that this message and the concept of this message transcends time in your life. I let it go cause and impact every aspect of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, our talk for today is the happy will. So I'm reading from um, Psalm 112 from verse 5 through 8. Happy is a person who is generous with his loans. He will who runs his business honestly. A good person will never fail. He will always be remembered. He's not afraid of receiving bad news. His faith is strong and he trusts in the Lord. He's not worried or afraid. He's certain to see his enemies defeated. So, the will of God for our lives transcends our own personal will. You know, everyone being has a will because you are an image of God. You have your own will to do anything you have your youth you have that that's why you have the power of choice to decide anything you want to do with your life so the reason why we have the holy spirit is because as an human being as you are created in the image of god you need the presence of god to help you keep projecting that image so that presence of god is the holy spirit some people call it intuition some people call it um God's feeling. Some people call it um, a still small voice. Some people have even gone deeper to experience the Holy Spirit in their lives in such a way that it is real. It solves. It helps them solve real life issues in their lives, in their endeavors, and all walks of life that they are part of. So I, I want to know that it's a person actually. So in this case now, to have an happy will. Or to have a fortunate will is to be in perfect alignment with God's will. That means your will is superimposed with God's will. That makes you unstoppable. That makes it impossible for anybody or anything to, you know, um, obstruct your process. I like the way the Bible put it. You know, um, a good person will never fail. It will always be remembered. Now, what this tells you and I is this. The will of God flourishes in the hand of those who have subjected their own will to the power of God or to the sovereignty of God. So, the reason why God can trust you with a business, can trust you with a kingdom tax, I entrust you, even with the church, even with any assignment in any walk of life, in 
any mountain, it could be music, it could be uh, sports, it could be uh, business, it could be technology, it could be healthcare, it could be economy, um, you name it. The reason why he could entrust you is because he has seen that your will is subjected to the sovereignty of his, of his will. So, the reason for this message is this. You know, I did it, my last message, I used a soundtrack that's it's gospel, but it was sung by a non-gospel um, artist. But I said that because we used to, we've been told that the secular world is different from our faith work. It's a big lie. There's even nothing like gospel music. Music is music. Yes, music can be categorized into love songs, into uh, different genres. You can say gospel music is strictly a sound helps people have access to the heavens to the heavenly so I prefer the world original sound <laughs> than than just the gospel music you get and every other sound comes out of you know the original sound that's why even if you know God well, you'll be a very good love song writer. You know, you read the book of Psalms, you read the book of Songs of Solomon. It was not, Songs of Solomon was not an intimate book about God, it was an intimate book about the opposite sex. And it showed that. God wants you to have an holistic will in life. It's good and fantastic to be a worshipper of God. It's good and fantastic to be submitted to His sovereignty. But He also wants you to have a good relationship in your family, especially with your spouse, in such a way that They don't need to go to church to experience God. They experience God in their homes. Do you get that? The day you know that you married well is that your husband is a priest to you, to you and your wife is also a priest to the husband. I'll give you a scenario of the facts of this open truth. Many of you think that because Eve wasn't there when the instruction was given. That's why she was easily persuaded by the serpent. I beg to differ. I really do think that if Eve was a was conscious of her identity, which was an image of God, she would not 
have just taken the fruits, you'll have questioned it. You know, and many a times in our today's world, in our today's world, we find ourselves to realize that in most cases, the men are taxed to be more spiritual, more responsible in all areas of life. Yes, there are exceptional women who understand their place in God, understand their assignments, and check these women, they actually are standing in life. What I'm trying to buttress is this. It is the obligation of all genders to know God. It is, an, it is the obligation of every human being to know God for themselves and to be able to decipher. decipher. You know, you can, if you choose to decipher what is good on, and evil for them. And I need to even bring this to your notice. Do you know that what is good for another person might be bad for you? You know, that's why the Bible says something can be good, but is it needed for you? I'll give you a practical example. As a Christian, you can party. You can boogie down, I mean, with your spouse. Hmm? But if a, if a um, faith-based person like a pastor goes to boogie down, with his spouse, you know, eyes are being raised. It's not as if that incident was a bad incident. As a matter of fact, it's a very good experience because sometimes we deceive ourselves and max religion into things that shouldn't be. That is a couple enjoying themselves in the context of maybe dancing and all of that. Sometimes we over spiritualize things. There's nothing wrong with that. As so long as there's no fornication or adultery happening, this is the context in which they went out and partied and enjoyed themselves as a couple. They are not going to any hell. Because we need to realize these things that most of these vehicles were created from the context of the church. The clubs started, the idea of the club started from praise parties in church. The ideas of gatherings where people da- dance also from the church because the church uh, had textually at the history of the church the church uses different musical instruments to and to governance people to praise god i mean literally dance out their hearts so an alternative was created for young people to go there and have fun dance and all of that in as much as within the context of faith, you want to say everybody that goes to the club is an evil person. Hmm. Okay. Sometimes we judge people with the places they go, not who they are. So you would realize that many of the people that are of great use by God are people who have been to places who have seen things for how it is and decided that God's way is better. I'm saying this to buttress a point because 
for the sake of the faith instead of you saying that people should not go <laughs> clubbing create an alternative an environment where people can come sing amazing song and dance together otherwise the laws of this world would have them one day whether they don't go they will go for a wedding a party a, a wedding ceremony and they'll be compared to them dance they will boogie down even when you're not there <laughs> you see so it shows that there's a level of hypocrisy here we need to realize that there are different facets of life spirituality is the foundation of life every other thing springs out of it spirituality helps you to anchor through all walks of life ensuring that you don't do anything that is is against god's will for you that's why your spirit convicts you and says don't go there or don't do that don't you know don't bother doing any of the, all, all of this so i'm saying this to but a point that in every phase of work of life god has his apostles and there are some apostles that are designed to operate differently they interact even with darkness i'll give you my example you know in isaiah 45 it talks about cyrus cyrus was not a christian cyrus was not a christian cyrus was anointed of god and god told him that he would give him the treasures of darkness <laughs> sometimes you guys you read your bible with religious mind that darkness you saw there is clearly places whereby in today's world if you see the average christian there you will call them a bad person this is a long discussion and i don't want you to lose your faith or probably say that i'm saying things that are out of context i want you to think through this properly the essence of light is not to run away from darkness is to shine in darkness so after worshiping god after spending time with god you gotta hide your candle under a bush head saying that you don't want to be you don't want your white to stain so therefore you will not solve problems in our society that is what the church is doing that's why the church has been ineffective it's fantastic to evangelize it's fantastic to experience God's power in evangelism but the greatest evangelism is experiential knowledge or experiential power of God at work in any individual in any sector of life I read of a founder who I think they were among those that um, they were the founders of Gideon Bible and I heard of how they used to buy Bibles or probably they were afflicted to Gideon Bible 
I heard of how they bought hotels and they would buy Gideon Bibles and put it on the table in the hotel rooms. I heard of a family who bought a stake in the cigarette um, business and they were the ones that made it compulsory for us to see smokers are liable to die young on the cigarettes. I hope you know that smoking is not the same. It only destroys your body. That's one thing about light going to darkness. So there are certain businesses that light into play. Not to prove your point, but to be able to inform those who play in that space to do better. You see, the only sense of repent, which is change your thinking, change your life. Repent is not saying change your behavior. Repent is saying change your thinking, change your life. When you change your thinking, your behavior will change, your life will change. When you change your thinking, your life will change. And when your life changes, it affects your behavior. The things you do, the things you accept, the things that you see as possible. So sometimes, have you, under, have you ever wondered how... Even those people that you feel walk in dark spaces have strong revelation knowledge of God. You know, I'll give you a podcast scenario. Some of us think that the idea of sex, you know, um, what is done in secret, for instance, God doesn't see it. Even like I did, he sees it. Like, make sure that nobody knows. There's no secret before God. So, I always say this to people whatsoever you can't do in the presence of God, don't do it outside. Or don't do it in your, in your, in, in your private space. I'm saying this because, as a real human being, your job. Is not to fight your signature. Your job is to appropriate the victory of Christ on the cross and enforce it on your signature. Because trust me, that's why even those in the church, people call it backsliding, people call it mistakes, people call it they are all we are all human beings. Let no one deceive you. We are human beings with our own willpower. That's why you hear things within the context of the faith and you are shocked. It's simply because people don't realize that separate your humanness from the workings of the Spirit of God. Separate it. Because the earlier you realize that you are an human being, you can always accept the help of the Spirit of God so that you can look perfect. Takes the help of the Spirit of God for you to overcome anything, for you to triumph over circumstances that would have kept you down, that could have led into you to making mistakes that you have regretted in your life. So those are the things that you need to think about and you need to really consider every day of your life. So that when you get into dark spaces, you can still shine your light in those dark spaces. But to shine your light in darkness, you need to be able to fortify yourself 
consecrate yourself in the presence of God so that what the deposits of God in you cannot be triumphed by darkness. Anyone that has been triumphed by darkness is because the deposit of God in them was not strong enough for the depths of darkness that they reached out for. So I hope I've been able to let you know that the will of God has to be superimposed on your own will for you to be a triumphant Christian. So thank you for joining me on today's broadcast. That's my prayer that your will will be subjected to the sovereignty of God and that God's will can be delegated to your stewardship that you be able to walk the face of this earth and be able to see the finger of God in your life I pray that your going in is preserved that wherever you find yourself wherever you find yourself others will see God and not you wherever you do Others will see God and not you. Wherever life takes you to, when you show up, God will show up with you. I decree that all things that pertain to life and godliness be found in abundance in your life. This is the time and season where you don't hide your light from darkness. You immerse yourself in darkness because you are light so that those in darkness can see a way out of darkness so i pray for wisdom for power of god for knowledge of god to triumph over all situations of darkness in the name of jesus christ you are blessed in the morning you are blessed in the noonday you are blessed always all the days of your life from jesus precious in my prayer amen